0: It was 1978, and I cannot stress enough how much Emily's hand was just covered in ink. The smudges had grown unbearable, and she was at her limit. Wanting to quite literally cut her losses, she went to find scissors. She forced her hands into the uncomfortable holes and shakily attempted to cut off the ink smudges on her paper. Realizing her report was now wrecked, she went to get a cup of tea to calm down. She maneuvered her hand into a mug that was not designed for her and awkwardly drank her cup. She had spent her entire life adapting to the world of right-handers, and this was the last straw. She grabbed the San Francisco Yellow Pages and tore through the book. Her mom had told her of a new store that was built for people like her. She ripped past the J's, past the K's, and skimming the L's until she found it. Lefties, the left-hand store right in the middle of Pier 39 a store just for her the next day with the faded ink smudges still in her hand she trekked over to the pier when she walked in she knew she was at home there were famous lefties lining the walls and although left handed people make up only 10% of the population that 10% includes Leonardo da Vinci James Baldwin, Babe Ruth and Paul McCartney they smile down on Emily validating her presence there Lefties have often been vilified throughout history. They were accused of witchcraft and working with Satan. Even today, some are forced to use their right hands in school. Heck, the root for the word sinister is the Latin word sinistra, which means left. Emily walked the halls of lefties and found left-handed scissors. There were notebooks and can openers, mugs and novelty signs, Finally, her demographic was being served and celebrated. But then, one fateful day, it all went away.
1: Welcome to Often Imitated, a podcast about remarkable experiences from the past and how they inspire people to create great customer experiences today. This episode is all about finding your niche customer. How lefties did that for left-handed people, and how you can do it today. In this episode, we'll hear from Ineta Kampala, Global Customer Service Director at Printful, about how she helps customers every day focus on their niche. But first, a word from our sponsor. Often Imitated is brought to you by the generous support of our friends at Oracle. Make every interaction matter with Oracle Advertising and CX. Connect all your data and empower your entire business to deliver exceptional customer experiences from acquisition to retention and everything in between. Hear more executive perspectives on CX transformation at oracle.com CX.
0: As quickly as lefties came into our life, it was taken away. It closed in the 1980s, and Emily was again left, pun intended, without her community. For years, every time she went to Pier 39, she would mention Lefties to store owners, begging them to bring it back. Lefties had been the first store in the world to cater to her niche community, and all of a sudden, it had been forgotten. After years of the Lefties in San Francisco demanding representation with their taxation, the original Lefty's store front went back on the market, and Pier 39 gave in to the pressure. In 2008, Lefty's reopened, and the new store owner, Margaret, says that although it's her least profitable store, it's the one she likes the most. It's a crowd favorite, and they quickly opened a satellite store in Disney World. Although nowadays you can get left handed scissors and notebooks on Amazon, the camaraderie that comes with a niche audience is difficult to replicate. They created a safe haven for lefties, a place where the 10% reign supreme. No one judges you for having your hands covered in ink smudges, if you even have them at all. See, when you have customer experience catered to you specifically, it's hard not to become a fanatic. The brand loyalty soars as customers feel proud to be part of your experience. Is it alienating to righties? Nah, eh, maybe. Lefties even had a signature mug that spills if you attempt to drink it with your right hand. But with each spill drink, the lefty grows their wings. And that's what we're talking about today, niche audiences. Someone who's passionate about catering to a niche customer segment is today's guest. Ineta Yacobsana Kempala is the global service director of Printful. Her and her team help thousands of customers find and explore their niche every day. And she can help you too. First, let's hear a little bit more about what Printful is.
2: So Printful is an on-demand printing and fulfillment company. And basically, our goal is to help people turn their ideas into brands and products. In a more simpler terms, if you have a great design idea, we can print it for you on one of our 300 products and pack it and ship it to your customers. At the moment, we have actually delivered over 40 million items globally. We have 10 in-house fulfillment centers around the world. We consist of approximately 1,800 employees, and we just celebrated one billion in our customer sales. So that's a really cool milestone for for us as an eight-year-old company.
0: Passing $1 in customer sales is an incredible achievement, and it comes from customers knowing exactly who their target audience is. Ineta says there are only two things you need to be a successful Printful user.
2: There are only two things required from the person. One is the idea and the actual design, and the second is some marketing skills. How are you going to sell this? I think if, if if I think what the customers are struggling most when they actually decide, hey, I will try to establish my print-on-demand store with Printful, is that sometimes they don't have the story, they don't have defined the niche that they want to approach. And then obviously it's it's not going so well. They are struggling getting sales, they're struggling to understand why am I not successful, I'm paying Facebook ads, et cetera, et cetera. But what is important and where we can't help you is to understand what is going to be your target audience. What is your story you're trying to sell? I think uh, nowadays the e-commerce is so oversaturated with all of the options that you need to be a bit more unique and you need to have that sense of community and you need to be trustworthy. And we will take care of the quality of the shipping equipment and everything behind. But it all boils down to the individual on what they have to say and how are they going to say it with our technical opportunities.
0: Having a unique story to share with your customers is crucial. It's what lefties perfected in the nineteen eighties and why so many of their customers demanded that it return for decades after it closed. Once you have your niche identified, printful's process is seamless.
2: So let's take a typical customer. It's usually a creator an artist who is a designer, and uh, they have these extremely cool designs they would like to make wearable or available for a wider use. So all the customer needs to do is create a design, upload it on Printful platform, and then sync it with their e-commerce stores. We offer synchronization with around 22 different platforms, e-commerce platforms out there. So whichever is comfortable for our customers, we will be ready to integrate with. One of the most common is either Shopify or Etsy. I I think those are well best known. And when you have created your design, uploaded and chose the product you want to upload it to, post it on your store, we will basically be taking care of everything else. We are a white label company, meaning that when the end user of the product is actually going to receive a the product, they will not know that it has been created by Printful because it will be branded with all of the original store owner brand and personal touches. And I think that's a blessing in disguise for us as well, because it might be that already you have some of the Printful products, but you don't even know about it.
0: Who knows? You could already be a Printful fan and have no clue. Which is the goal of both Printful and their customers. They both work tirelessly to make sure their niche buyers are being catered to.
2: What our customers are constantly thinking about is their target audience and whom are they actually approaching with their store. And Printful we can help you with different tips on how to communicate how to interact with your your own customers but at the end of the day it's your own decision and your own call so what niche and what customer base are you approaching we do see a lot of customers failing by defining what their niche is their stores are set up without a story and we see that the most successful customers are actually the ones who have previously created this community and their own online presence and only then introduced products, what they want to sell.
0: If you're struggling to find your niche, Inetta has some advice.
2: So if you think about the source of inspiration, I personally have found that there are, for me, there are two sources of inspiration that are really strong. So one is passion. It doesn't have to be a lifetime passion, but as you mentioned, lakes or walks in the forest, or we just got to dogs, so suddenly my passion are dogs, right? So... Those passions where, where your eyes start to sparkle and, and you got the tingling sensation. Oh, I love this so much. This is the bright source of inspiration you can tap in to actually become successful. Because if you're passionate for it, I guarantee you there are definitely more people out there who are passionate for the same thing. And the second source of inspiration for me, it's it's completely opposite. Things that I really hate, things that irritate me. <laughs> and uh, how do I deal with it? And, and obviously, irritation is a great place to look for inspiration as well. So if I don't like something, if it drives me insane, I can always create an awesome design out of it because it's going to cause emotion or trigger emotion. I think that's probably the key to success as well. So how do we, how do we trigger that specific emotion in, in, in different ways? Let it be lakes, let it be dogs, let it be, you know, music or your favorite quotes.
0: We know irritation is a great source of inspiration. Lefties was founded on the pains felt by lefties adapting to the righty world. Once you've chosen your niche, then you can start by exploring customer experience. Ineta's take on customer experience is one we haven't tackled yet on Often Imitated.
2: The best customer experience is when our customers don't need to think about the experience at all. And looking from a customer support perspective, I think the generic company goal is to make customer support non-existent. It's an unreachable goal, obviously, but it's a, it's a goal that drives the customer experience for Printful. Because if you think when you actually end up contacting someone from Printful, it's when you are stuck with something, when you when there are on, on barriers that you can't overcome. And whenever we are launching new products, thinking about campaigns or improvements at our website, our dashboards, we always are thinking, okay, so how do we make this so that there is absolutely no need for our customers to reach out to us for additional help? It's not that we don't like to talk to our customers. We obviously love that. As I said, it's it's a very limited opportunity for us to actually see our customers face-to-face, but that's... Goal that whatever you do, wherever you are in whatever role you are, the customer experience needs to be completely seamless and comfortable enough so that the customers can focus on their own responsibilities of the store management and they shouldn't be thinking about Printful at all.
0: If your goal is to have an undetectable customer experience, the first step is observing how your customers are engaging with your product. Then... Maybe you watch some reality TV.
2: So the first question is, how close are you to the customer? Myself, coming from a very big corporation, I could see that the larger you get as a company, the further people are drifting from the actual customer. And if somebody wants to reimagine their customer experience, you just need to get down um, back to the customer and... See how it, how exactly does it feel like? It's no wonder there are these popular TV shows out there, bosses in disguise, or uh, I'm not sure what, what what names of those episodes are. But that's where you get the real experience. Do you even talk to your customers? Do you get their? Uh, do you hear their opinions? Obviously, you need to be a bit careful as well, especially uh, if the customer just has started with a company. They could have an expectations that probably you can't meet at all, but you need to make sure that you're also asking the right questions to your customers to help you with decisions. That's why I love the mystery shopping more than the typical customer satisfaction survey, Um, because the mystery shoppers, they are tasked with certain goals, what they want to investigate, while the customers, they are looking at more generic experience, more feeling, and feelings are important. If you look at statistics, one uh, only one third of customer experience consists of actual physical experience, and two thirds it's emotions. Right? So, how do you? What's your perception of the company? What's your expectations? What's your previous experience with the company? And those are emotions that you need to work with, but. If you want to get to those emotions, you need to fix the technical part. And the technical part, usually it's much better evaluated if you kind of take those emotions a little bit away.
0: Once you've taken off your undercover shopper disguise, you're ready to reframe your customer experience. Ineta has some advice on how to do that too.
2: When we think about the customer experience, we always think about this as some kind of untangible bubble or, or some mysticism is around it. But actually, it's pretty simple. I've tried to define over the years what the customer expectations are, and it's, it's nothing more than having a seamless process, quick response, and trust. And the only thing that has changed during the last two years is that people want that human aspect of experience. That they want to be seen, they want to be heard, and I, th- I think it's it's something that we can be thankful for. I think it's um, taking us. It's making a lot of companies change the way how they perceive their communication with the customer, and I can only be thankful for Printful already having all those values embedded in their in our DNA.
0: When we listen to people and cater to their needs, we won't have customers, we'll have fanatics. So this week your homework is to find your niche. Figure out how to make your customers obsessed with the community you've built, whether that's by finding a common enemy like right-handed people or something else. Find what your customers are obsessed with and then maybe their next obsession Will be you. This podcast was brought to you by the generous support of our friends at Oracle. Make every interaction matter with Oracle Advertising and CX. Connect all your data and empower your entire business to deliver exceptional customer experience from acquisition to retention and everything in between. Hear more executive perspectives on CX transformation at Oracle.com/slash CX. This is your host, Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios. Thank you for listening to another episode of Often Imitated. If you like what you're hearing, please tell one friend. This podcast was narrated by me, Ian Faison, written, produced and edited by Mackie Bolson, Scott Goodrich and John Libby. You can learn more about our team at caspianstudios.com. Find your niche. Find your niche find your niche. Find your niches. Find your niches. Is it niche or niche? I don't like this app. niche I think I like niche. I can't going with niche. That's what I say.